Hey, mates, the time is upon us. Our Little Dum Dum Club live show in Sydney is happening this Sunday night, July the 8th at the Sydney Comedy Store at 5pm. Who have we got, Carl? We've got Tommy Daslow, Clang. Oh, yes. We've got Carl Chandler, that's me. Clang. And we've got the, the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Denton. Yes. Larry Emder. Yes. Scott Dooley. Yes. And... Da, 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 Luke McGregor. Oh, uh, extra yes. Yes, and maybe a special guest as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe a right? special pop in. Yes, yeah. you can get tickets right now. Comedystore.com.au. It is this Sunday, July the eighth. Do not miss around. We're also doing stand up at the Comedy Store Thursday to Saturday night. Heaps of friends of the show. Please come down. It's a big room to fill. We would love to see you. Come there. to the five pm show. We're going to do the full show. It's going to be awesome. Plus, hang around and have a, a drink with us. Yeah. We're going to have uh, t shirts and stuff mm-hmm. there. It's going to be. All- Don't, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. Would you? Well, you can't miss yeah, it. Yeah, well. If you miss it, boy, we're in trouble. Yeah, well, not really. There's Andrew Denton, is Larry. Well, <laughs> yeah. It might be better. Mm, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, you're not coming now. I'm well, going to invite yeah, someone along. else to fill in I your place. I won't be there. There's yep. an extra seat on stage. The so... role of Carl's going to be played by... Uh, I'm going to see if I can le- get Lisa McCune to fill in for you. That'd <laughs> okay, be good. all right. Uh, so come down. Comedystore.com.au for tickets. We will see you there. See you, mates. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting opposite me, a very sun-kissed Carl Chandler. <laughs> G'day, dickhead. Uh, look at you. You've got a nice little glow about you. Oh, good. The sun's done you good. You've been in, for new listeners, you've been in Thailand for uh, a couple of weeks. I have. Um, yeah, I've got a nice little tan. My, my girlfriend and I have got a nice little tan. We've, uh, it's been nice You're to come back. You're sharing a tan. And, yes, we, <laughs> we went halves. You've got it today and she's pale. Yes. And then she's going to have it tomorrow. She's not using it. She's inside. Seems so. fair. Um, yeah, it was lovely, Thailand. Uh, mm-hmm. Away for to the listeners, it seems like I haven't gone away, but I was away for two weeks. It was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, um, very nice times in Koh Samui, Klang. Mm-hmm. Uh, just doing absolutely nothing, and so yeah. I really wish something else had happened, so I'd have something to talk about right now. But and I didn't do anything. How was the fourteen minutes of the holiday where you weren't on Facebook uh, or Twitter? Was that well, was did you get some good beach time in there? Was it, there's got to be someone at home <laughs> noticing that I'm on Facebook for you to know that. So. Yeah, I'm at home. Of course I'm going to notice. I was doing business, mate. You I may have been my... away, but I am professional. I had stuff to do, and it had to do with Facebook and all sorts of internet Just insulting stuff. me on chat. Yeah, well, that's part of this show. Mm. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just hung out at home. Yep. I um, got a fungal infection on my groin. Did you? I did. Did yeah. you? How'd mm-hmm. that happen? I uh, just uh, running via and Facebook as well. Ra- yes, yes. Yeah. A particular group that I went. Someone, on. someone poked you in, <laughs> yeah, in the groin yeah. <laughs> with their dirty mushroom finger. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So now I have this uh, this cream that I have had to be putting on my inner thigh. That is the same treatment that you use for thrush, and I left it out on our bathroom sink the other day. Your my groin. girlfriend was very annoyed uh, because now. All the other housemates are looking at it going, ah, thrush Thrush. Mm. Thrush cream. So she's been pinned with it. you got fungal. So how do you reckon you caught this fungal infection on your it's, groin? It's uh, just from like jogging and um, it's just like a, a sweat thing, like not, you know, like not showering straight away after. Not showering. It's just, uh, not showering at all. Yeah. yeah. I'm filthy. Right. Can't you That's smell dirt. that? That's dirt. Mm. That's not fungus. Mm. That's just dirt. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think I've got the same thing. <laughs> I think we really should be using separate showers no, in, you've in got the Dum Dum Clubhouse. You've got a pirated fungal infection yeah. that you got in Thailand. Yes, mm. that's it. It was much cheaper than your fungal infection. Mm-hmm. Um, quick update. Uh, quick video busters update for Are you. Are you chewing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Meaning a strawberries and cream. Right. Uh, quick video busters update for the listeners. We're obsessed with our video busters Smith Street video shop slash. Is it still alive? It's still going. Oh. It's in its last days, right. and man, they are not holding back. You know what you can get in there at the moment for ten bucks? You can get one hundred necklaces. <laughs> yes. Right. With bonus, old Mars bar shelf, like a big shelfing, like a cabinet that they'd have in a milk bar, an empty that would have Mars bars in it. Right. The, the Mars bars don't come with it. Yeah. You're just getting the shelf. That's good. How much is that? It's like four bucks. Whoa. Yeah. They've got... So, they've, guys, we record this on a Monday, so don't bother going down there mm. because we'll have gotten this on the Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's not, if we were doing this the same day, I wouldn't be <laughs> saying this at all. Uh, they've got, like, fake plants that they've been selling and the leaves, they've clearly moved the plants around the store a bit because leaves from these plants have fallen off. Right. And have they swept them up? Nah, just left them there. Have they so got any just, videos left or is this just what they're selling? Yeah, now? I don't know. It's very, but yeah, there's been calls on Facebook for us to do a live episode in a Video Busters right. next to the kitchen sink and old VHS players that they've got. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, on that note, uh, how about we bring in our guest for today? Sure. The he, supplier of the what I've been chewing on during the intro. He, and he looked very, because he's a listener of the show already, he mm-hmm. looked very chuffed when you said, hey, mates. He was like, ah. He got his camera it's, out. It's a real one. It's a re- we, this is a real episode. Should we introduce him? Sure, all right. From the internet. From <laughs> The internet's own. From Hungar- Hungary Beast. From Can O Worms. From, from the Ronnie the- John's. Half hour? Half a, the Ronnie John's half of an hour. Half, one thirty of <laughs> minutes. From Rousing Rabble. Ah. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, Dan Illick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a thrill. Hey, dickhead. Very glad that the Make-A-Wish Foundation could make this happen for you. <laughs> you don't know how thrilled I am. Yeah, oh, well, I know. With the cans on, it's like, shit, I'm in an episode. <laughs> Actually, in a dumb dumb club episode, and we have made you wait. There was a little bit of a scheduling problem, and you've, <laughs> you, it's not like uh, you know, like in soccer when mm. um, there's a penalty and someone has to take the penalty, and then something happens and yep. they get put off for a minute, and then the penalty taker ha- like sort of thinks about it for a bit too long, yep. and then they come in and they miss it. We've put you off for about three hours, <laughs> so are you That's still okay. going to be? Are you not too nervous That's at the okay. moment? I work in showbiz. That happens all the time. <laughs> I was on holiday in Portugal uh, last week, two weeks ago, and I got a call from. Uh, a lady who works on Can of Worms saying, guess what, the show's been called off. And I'm like, what? They didn't say that. It was being delayed. So right. I was like, ah, uh, that's all right. I understand how that works. And then I got back from holidays like, guess what, you're starting work next week. Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> good. Right. Very good, excellent. So it's not it's not unusual. You guys are in real show business right. when you get bumped for three hours. That's yeah. really good. Well, that's, that's funny about you because uh, you're very busy, man. You've always got like heaps of stuff on. You, you go from show to show. But what I like about you, you've got this tremendous worth, work ethic, I think, that I pick up on Twitter because whenever you're out of work for a second, <laughs> you get on Twitter within one say, Oh, guys, I'm out of work. What's happening? <laughs> and it's like, Dan, it's 5.30 on a Friday. That means it's the weekend. You can go back on Monday. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? That's how I get work. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, fair by, enough. By hustling uh, the general public. Is that work ethic or is that you confusing Twitter with career one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very needy. I'm yeah. just very needy. Yeah. Well, What's different from the rest of us? Because we just sit at home and, and complain that there's no work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it seems so different that you're actually Your LinkedIn something. profile must be amazing. <laughs> yeah. That thing must be... Uh... I need to update my LinkedIn profile. My Do Twitter, you? Twitter's going very well. Um, but no, the thing is, because I'm... Because uh, I know uh, people follow me. I know like uh, other comics follow me, and they they create their own work as well. So I'm like, well, if I say on Twitter uh, that I need work, hopefully one of those other comics go, oh, Dan Ellix needs a gig. Maybe yeah. he can come and do this. Well, that's how you got this gig today. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, I'm bored this morning. I'm like, Ellix, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, no, the tweet was flying down to Melbourne and do Dum Dum Club, and we're yeah. like, fuck, we didn't have him booked in. But, like, <laughs> I feel bad now. We may as well. Uh, um, but I, I mean, you've you've done heaps of shows. Like when you go through your uh, I think your Wikipedia page lists all the shows you've done, and I think Dessler's named many, uh, all of them already. But what I do like on I your... think you miss Romper Room. Yes, uh, that's I what I was going to bring you up. Missed <laughs> 1986. So, so that was you as a child. You were on Romper Room. Yeah, yeah. I was, might have been 85. Yeah, I was on Romper Room. That was my first taste of the uh, of showbiz. Uh, and when you finished that show, did you walk out and go, "Oh, who can get me on Fat Cat? Oh, <laughs> Mum, Mum!" I walked out. I was very disappointed. I was like, "Mum, there's not going to be a second season of this. <laughs> there's no way they're going to renew this. This is this is trollop. This is tro- all we're doing is standing in circles, singing songs, pointing at the sky. This is not coming back." <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Um, I'd like to see a reboot though. Romper Stomper Room. That would yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, what's a romper room? Hey. So I'm serious. I don't that's know. No, that's yeah. a very that's a very valid question for our, the younger listeners. Yes. Yes. Of Rom- which there are many. So don't our treat younger me hosts. like that. Yes. Our younger yes. Hosts, yeah. So romper room was a uh, is a is a young kids show that was on Channel Seven. It was basically uh, like daycare. Yeah. <laughs> on TV, there, the famous thing was uh, Miss Helena. She was uh, she was the host, and there was a, a singing. B called Mr. Doobie. Right. And he used to sing songs like this. He was I, just a singing bee. I never saw it either because I was in regional Victoria. Oh, right. And we didn't get it. We, Channel 7, we never got in regional Victoria. Wow. We got Channel, Channel 9 and Channel 10 sort Well, of they stuff. actually had regional romper rooms. So oh, really? If you, lived, if you lived in Newcastle, you would have got the prime version of romper room, which was filmed at the Newcastle Studios, the Newcastle Prime wow. Studios. So yeah. they look through the magic window or whatever it was. What did they look through? The magic window or the no, magic? The magic mirror, yeah. Mirror, the right. magic mirror. 
They and looked it, at rural kids through that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so instead of uh, instead of uh, you know uh, Bartholomew yeah. and and Leanne, it would be yeah. Bazaar and Lazar. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So when they looked through the magic mirror at the end, that they were kind of shouting out to the brothers and sisters of everyone that was on the show. That yeah. was oh. that was the trick. That that was, that's how you knew uh, that your brother was. This the is the scoop that you yeah, got when you were in there at six years of age. That's or right. Was. That's right. This is, uh, Getting behind. And then were you, you went, pro- did you ever produce any of those actors? Like, <laughs> Dan, Dan, it comes comes with a scoop first. I should tweet this. You went straight home and you had a T-shirt for sale based on it on (laughs) Zazzle.com. That's right. right. I was really big into the hybrid economy back then. Uh, I do like what you're saying, like, Prime and Win. I remember, like, remember when you were a kid and you, well, no, you wouldn't have even had to have travelled. Like, I remember going, travelling as a kid and, and going into a, you know, a different town or whatever, like on a family holiday and turning on the TV and going, Prime? Win? Yeah. What on earth is this? But yes. I was the same when I was in country Victoria. I would, you know what would happen? I'd get up really early Saturday morning when it was a bit easier to get reception. I don't know why, but <laughs> you know what? I think Channel 6 and Channel 8, my, my Win TV or BH, no, what was it? B, BV, I don't know. Mm. 6 and 8, anyway, weren't on yet. So because they weren't interfering with the signals, you could nearly pick up Channel 10 and stuff. Ah. And it'd be like, I'd wake up my brother. Oh my God, you've got to get up. There's Melbourne, I can see There's Melbourne cartoons on. <laughs> like uh, I'd be, I'd be blown away because Scooby Doo was country on. Cartoons. This sounds like you're growing up under the shadow of Daniel Plainview <laughs> <laughs> back in there. Will be blood times. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it was very exciting when you go to Melbourne. And like, I had a uh, uncle that lived on a hill. That, <laughs> <laughs> that you, you'd go there on a Saturday night, and old a, Hilly Channel yeah, we used to uncle call Hill, him Uncle Hill, and we'd go there, and on a frosty night, you could pick up the Comedy Company. Ah, on, on a Sunday night, and so, wow. and it wasn't replayed on Channel Six until Wednesday. So I could go to school on Monday and have the scoop. On what Colin Carpenter and Uncle like, Arthur had done. So you would like, come to school and go, then he did this. Yeah, yes, yes. This is like pre-torrenting. You know, yeah. you would have been the equivalent of the kid now who's I, downloading uh, stuff. I was, you'd go to jail for that now, <laughs> yeah. Carl Chandler. We'd put you behind bars. <laughs> I was like the Stealing hip- our intellectual property. <laughs> I, I was like sharing a, it with other kids. I was like a comedy company hipster. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'd seen all the episodes before though. Yeah. Cool. I remember going on family trips. We went to Armidale once, which is uh, northeastern New South Wales. And uh, country ads are the best because they do kind of piss weak versions oh, yeah, of the, the city best. ads. The best. And I think many of us would remember Cotty's. Uh, uh, Cotty's jingle, which is my dad picks mm-hmm. the fruit that yep. goes to Cotty. Really famous jingle. We've got to pay to use that on here now. <laughs> 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 there are other brands of Cordial available. <laughs> uh, th- I remember being in Armadale and watching country ads and seeing shit ad after shit ad. And then a Moore's Cordial ad came on. And this was when I was like six or seven. I still remember it. And it goes, Moore's, Moore's Cordials, Moore's, Moore's Cordials, Moore's, when you want some more. <laughs> I don't even know if Armadale still has Moore's Cordial, but yeah. man, I just remember that ad. I was like, that's a catchy jingle. My favourites were when they'd have like the local chemist or whatever, and they'd just have to get whoever the dude who works behind the counter is to be on the ad. And yeah. it always, it's like a, it's almost like a pre, it's like, it's sort of like what Rivers are doing now. Like it'd just be this really disinterested dude going, come in and get your eyes checked. It will cost you $5. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But Rivers, the are most... doing, Rivers are doing that out of detached irony. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Brant Webb, uh, the historical legend Brant Webb, stuck in a mine from Beaconsfield. He ran for parliament in Beaconsfield, and his ads were terrific. He was like, G'day, I'm Brant Webb. Oh, you may remember me from the Beaconsfield mine disaster. Uh, vote for me. Ain't that right, Chippy? Yeah, vote for him. Like, just like, great. Just wow. classic, classic Chippy. Classic Chippy. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, uh, the cartoon show on Channel 6 when I was a kid, it was hosted by Glenn Ridge. Right. Who then went on to host Sale of the Century. Mm-hmm. Who then went on to host the car show on Saturday mornings at ten o'clock. Probably not remembered as fondly. But <laughs> no, yeah. definitely not. Um, but that was that was amazing to me because when I grew up, I actually thought Sale of the Century was like like the host of Sale of the Century. That's like being prime minister or something. That's a, <laughs> you know what? That's like a really uh, uh, a prestigious. Gra- yeah, prestigious. That's mm. the word I'm looking for. Mm. Prestigious position to be in. But I'm like that. What? That's the bloke that introduced Porky Pitt. Pig for five years when <laughs> yeah. I was a kid. Like, I cannot take you seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how can he do that for a job? But um, how I, come the home viewers never Porky Pig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I remember he came to Maribor once in a hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah. And he landed on the main football <laughs> oval, and I remember with his co-host Margot, Margot on Six of Super Six of Super Saturday Show, and they landed in an air balloon on the middle of Princess Park Oval, and I remember running. To that hot air balloon oh. going, oh my God, I can't believe the Glen Ridge 
wow. the guy who introduces Super Friends at mm. 7.40 in the morning How old is coming like, to my town. What, 19 yeah. in the story? Uh, no, that's not true. How old? <laughs> <laughs> 20, no, how old? Tw- how old? 24, uh, 24. I don't know, maybe six or something, maybe? I don't know. When you are of a certain age, that stuff is really magic. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really For magic. For sure. Any sort of uh, celebrity or anything like that, especially like Maribor, because even then when I was six, I knew it was the arse end of the world. Mm. Like, no one's ever coming there. Yeah. Um, what few people, like if someone would make a guest appearance on, on Prisoner and they came to the town, I tried to get their autograph. Yeah. <laughs> I went on um, when uh, when Talk to the Animals was a big show on uh, on TV. There See was what like if Dan Nilly a... came to Maribor when I was a kid, I would have been freaked out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The guy from Romper Room. Mm. <laughs> at Dan Nilly, can't wait to see you today. <laughs> from at Little Carl Chandler. Yeah. Um, when uh, when Talk to the Animals was big on TV, they had like a, an animal. Uh, expo or something at the showgrounds mm. and I went along and Dr. Harry hosted like a little game show thing on the stage and I got pulled out of the crowd and had to like do like compete. Have you got Dr. Harry's hat on at the moment? I do, yeah. Well? <laughs> Someone at a party actually said that to me on Saturday night. Very right. good. Yep. Um, uh, so yeah, I got pulled out of the crowd and had to do this like quiz in front of this like big crowd of people and I was like really nervous and there was like a, I think it was me and then like a little girl and then like some dude who was way too old to be doing it. It was like me and then like a 35-year-old guy. I would have been maybe, I don't know, seven or something, and then this girl would have been like five or something. And um, so we're going to do all these questions, and one of the questions was what, <laughs> what breed of animal has kittens? But because it was like I was a bit nervous and <laughs> yeah. it was like in a big thing, yep. I thought he said what kind of animal has mittens? <laughs> so I'm like, they're going... Penguins! I'm like, they're going, um, Bad cat. I don't know. Um, Seals! I don't know. Oh, oh, they're probably well. cold. And then everyone in the crowd's like laughing at me, like, because it's like, check out this... Check out this dickhead who doesn't know what a fucking cat is. <laughs> and then the little girl next to me goes, is it a cat? And everyone goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh. And then I remember trying Don't to, worry. in my head going, make it look like you threw it so that she could get a point. <laughs> like, but yeah, it was one of, that was probably the first time I remember being on stage being laughed at. Yeah, so but you were, you, you, were, for... you were genuinely mistaken though. Uh, guys, I don't want to refresh your memory, but I was on Romper Room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and one of the things we had to do on Romper Room was uh, tie, there was this book uh, and it had different kinds of ways you can fasten shoes. So there was like a Velcro fastener, a zipper fastener, and a Beckle. Hang on, were you a regular on Romper Room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very much like the circle. Uh, right. they, they flew me to Channel 7 yeah. Studios. Uh, so anyway, so it was kind of uh, one of those things where uh, everyone had to go at trying to do a thing. And I was like, she got to the laces. And my brother at the time, my older brother, had just taught me to tie shoelaces. And I'm like, yeah, I've got this. I know. My brother taught me. Yeah. Got up there. Way out of my depth. Um, at just kind of, I was there with two laces going, oh, I think I go crossover. And then I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Then it's like, oh, sit down, Daniel. Hannah, do you want to have a go? Yep. Bang, bang, bang. Oh. Boom. <laughs> and I got humiliated by a girl called Hannah. Did, did, and did, I'm did still being have... humiliated today by women named Hannah. <laughs> did you have mates at school that saw that and went, oh, here he is, old lacy. <laughs> old, old lazy lazy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when you're in romper room, you'll only like four or five. So it's actually just before you start school. So oh, I was right. lucky. I, I suffered uh, no bullying for me, no cyber bullying for <laughs> me in 1987. Damn. Here's something I've uh, told very few people. It took me a, such an insanely long time when I was a kid to learn how to tie my shoelaces. Yeah, I don't think I knew how to tie them until I was like fourteen. I'm not oh, making really? that up. Yeah, wow. it was like I just could not get my head around it, and I would do. Was it a defense everything. mechanism? Uh, I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was just yeah. I I don't know why. I don't know why. And then as soon as I like put my mind to it, went this is embarrassing because you're going to be in your twenties and not be able to do it <laughs> if you don't do something about this now. <laughs> As soon as I put my mind to it, I learned it. But for ages, it was like I'd have Velcro shoes long after it had become yeah. – I was an acceptable age to wear Velcro shoes and I would just um, kind of like tuck them in under the sole. Yeah. Are so you, you've, been, you've you... been tying your shoes for six months now. Yeah. yeah. I reckon I, I, I you, remember being... you Have you finished breastfeeding? <laughs> my child or have I t- yeah no, no, suck, suck in your mum's boobs mm. oh. no, just checking yeah. I, think, I, think it, I remember being embarrassed it took me until about seven or something to be out of time because it was like that thing where it was like dyslexia you know where you'd see people on TV that ha- can't read or whatever and they go that really long way around uh, uh, having to read something mm. um, to, to hide the fact they can't read that'd be like me with shoelaces me going at school they're coming undone and me saying to a friend oh can you just 
tie my shoes up just because yes. I'm busy with yeah. hand puppets on at the moment or just, you know, like counting on fingers. So if you can just do that for me, yeah. that'd be awesome. I had that too. I would be terrified. That was like the worst thing that could happen, yeah. shoelaces coming under. Oh, so your, your mum did them up in the morning for and sure. you're like, man, this better last nine yep. hours. Yep. <laughs> and any time it looked like you can you can see him starting to come out, it's like, oh no, it's only eleven o'clock. You need too. to contact your shoes. Yeah, like your books. Mm-hmm. Contact. Yep. Is that a thing that still happens? I'm sure it does. Yeah. Contact. Have they found a way to make it where you you know you'd always have at least one bubble in there? Didn't matter yeah, how yeah. vigilant you were. Because what is contact? It's like a like a, a veneer of plastic that mm. goes over all your books. Condoms. Meant to. Yeah. Isn't it really? Yeah. yeah. So that your books can't have other little books. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. It's a uh, it. it it, what is it like? It's when you think about it, insanely pointless. Yeah. Because what does it do? Like it's protecting the book. Like, yeah. like otherwise, books just fall apart within yeah. one day. Protecting your you know? grade two uh, coloring book. Mm. Well, oh, good. Protecting cause... Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, yeah. From the harsh elements. Yeah. It's like having a cover in your iPhone, isn't it? It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Am except I if, right? you if you drop me? a book, it doesn't uh, smash into a hundred pieces. Coming from yeah, coming from two blokes that. Have both drop their phones and smash them into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. That, ah, uh, that is a beauty. Me too. Me too. Wow. But Me too. yours is only on the back, though. Yeah, I, I lucked out. As a yeah. front first. Horrible. I just got mine replaced after a good nine months of having the screen just not able to see anything. And man, it's it was like it was like getting a new iPhone again. Like when I got like it was like I had one for the first time. I was like, oh, I can do this because I wasn't able to use the screen in certain parts and yeah. stuff. It's like being able to breathe again. <sighs> I, I'm looking like a much bigger dickhead these days because I'm smashed on the front and I, I just can't proofread my text when I'm sending them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just go out with horrendously spelled. Yeah. People come back going, oh, we you want to go to Lynch today, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, this side. is worse than Twitter. <laughs> 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 I had that where like I couldn't hit certain things on the keyboard because yep. the screen was so just any certain words are just out altogether. Yep. It's like an impro challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Now, Tommy Daslow, mm-hmm. we haven't covered this properly yet. Um, um, now your your little advertising foray. Yes, you've sold your soul. Uh, yep. You've you, sold out. What have you done? There's nothing wrong with selling out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in an ad at the moment mm. for the Commonwealth Bank. The Commonwealth oh, Bank. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Yep. So you. Are I got now... to meet the Dolomites. Did you? <laughs> you can ask. Yeah. Yep. yep. So you are now. If anyone has any questions about mortgage rates or please. anything like that, I insist. Please yeah. hit me up. Your, yes. Do you play Tony Collette's daughter? In... <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Now mm-hmm. you play. C. Is I play right? a letter. You yes. play a letter. I play a letter. You play a consonant. Mm. C. Yeah. Yep. Have you been recognised on the street yet? I have not. What I will say, though, <laughs> is that they one of the first times it was on was during the finale of The Voice, and I was out. So, so big, I, that's a big rating show, yeah? Big rating show, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so I got a lot of tweets, a lot of them from listeners of this show right. who recognise my voice. Um, and <laughs> two things I'm enjoying that a lot of people have said and they say it thinking that they're the one person to have said it. Yep. Because the ads are, there's me and two other guys who spell out can, and yep. then a T runs along and suddenly it spells out can't, and there's a bunch of them where the T falls off a cliff and, you know, it's like a, it's like a cartoon or you, certain things befall him, you know, at the end of the ad and he gets thwarted. Sure. So two things people say uh, that I enjoy, people going, Mate, you know, if you got rid of the A, you should get rid of the A in that ad and put a U in there. Yeah. Hey, that'd be good. Are people going to do that on the billboards? Are people going to are people going to go and write cunt on the billboards? Yeah. Is that what people are going to do? Which I don't know if people realise this. You can write cunt on anything. <laughs> you don't need. It's, it's not like there's like yeah, b- but vandals out have... there going. If only, if only there was an opening for me to squeeze one letter in there, that would be perfect. You don't have a lot of texter though. <laughs> you you were just waiting for Tommy Daslow's cunt.tumblr.com to happen. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's going to be one love that. hell of a Tumblr. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, Tommy Daslow cunt. Cunt yeah. yeah. Cunt yeah, Tommy Daslow. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I'm enjoying is people. A number of people. So that, you know, putting the U in, that's, I've had that, uh, like every day of filming we did, there'd be some new person there working and go, hey, it'd be funny if you put yeah. <laughs> The number of people going, hey, so did you get cast as the C because, you know, you had the big C when you were a kid because you had cancer? Is that why you got it? <laughs> yeah. Good work, guys. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, that's my life at the moment. I wish that would be that would be, it makes no sense, but that would be amazing for a director to go. Yeah. Has anyone here had cancer? Yeah. Well, I have. Well, yeah, just there's the C outfit, just, mate. Or you just Shoot came to my comedy festival show yeah. and went, this is it. 
This is the yeah. guy. Does anyone I, hate? Does anyone here hate coffee? <laughs> okay, well your tea. <laughs> anyone here got chlamydia? <laughs> Can I have a look at your blood tests? Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> cast in a in a beer ad for Fosters. Oh, and, oh uh, I remember that. Uh, it was called Shadow Catchers or some shit like that. And um, it was, was it the remember. one with the big Zeppelin or something like? Oh, not mm. Zeppelin, the inflatable oh, beer. Oh, I got that's another one I got cast. Another for. beer ad. Yeah, yeah. I've done a, I've done a few ads in my time. They saw you work on Romper Room and went, "This guy is going to need a beer. This kid will be an alcoholic someday." <laughs> Just make sure he's got thongs and he'll be yeah. fine. Um, and uh, so uh, I remember, I remember going for an audition for this beer ad, and the, the, the commercial director was American. And he's like, "Okay, so imagine you've got a beer in your hand, you've got a Foster's beer in your hands, and drink it and savor it." And I kind of drank it, not like I drink, but I, my little pinky stuck out. He's like, "Dan, that was great. Can you do it less gay?" <laughs> Uh, and I didn't get the role, but apparently someone dropped out and then I got the role. It was sweet. Oh. Sweet. Oh, wow. Now, uh, well, my exciting news is I've, I've come back from Thailand, so that was... Uh... I've got a question for you. Okay, Because sure. I've been checking up on your Facebook activity while yeah. you're in Thailand. Yeah. Are you or are you not engaged? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was a horrible... <laughs> very... A horrible little moment. Very... Of, a horrible went, day. So that went, that went from Twitter. I saw people <laughs> c- congratulating you on Twitter that I had to... Look it up on Twitter. Then I was like, "Oh, he got engaged." I'm going to go to Facebook and say, "Good yeah. job." Then I went to Facebook, mm. and <laughs> your page was covered in. I got cyberpunked tremendously. Yeah. Really? And dude. like, let, let's set it up because the thing that made it juicy was that it was mates of yours from your old work. Let's, let's, which... put, the, let's put the blame at one person that's appeared on this show before. Mm-hmm. His name, anyway. Yes, Mr. Guy Shields. Yes, right. <laughs> he is the man that. That has done all this. So you're not engaged. I'm not engaged. Okay. No. Ladies. But asshole, asshole of the show, Guy, Guy Shields. Shields. <laughs> the asshole of the show. Yeah. Guys, I'm just saying that could be a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> You've already got the design up there on your laptop. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, so he spearheaded it. And what made it delicious? Because if it had been me that had, because so basically the story was him and a, a bunch of your old work colleagues he, just started he, congratulating he, you yeah. on your Facebook page. He for made being a conspiracy engaged. for all the people I'd worked with. Before, send a message around to all of them saying, "Hey, here's the idea. Yep. Let's congratulate Chandler on his engagement mm-hmm. on his Facebook page and on Twitter and whatever." And then everyone else, like you, read it and then went, "Oh, okay, you are engaged." Yeah. And, then would and send that's it what on. made it delicious because it was a group of your friends that you know that other people don't, which lend it an air of credibility. Yeah. And because if the first ones had just been like me yeah. and you know whoever comics, people would have gone, "Well, that's that's a muck around." That's not right. Because yeah. yeah. people yeah. who most of us don't know that. That lent it that air of believability. Yeah. So what happened was I was in Thailand and that sort of stuff happened on a different timeline to, to <laughs> the way I'm living. So I'm and that was beach. delicious because they somehow coincidentally managed to, to start doing it in a, in, a, in a nice big window where you weren't checking you, the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, the, probably the longest stretch that you spent off the internet the yeah. whole time you were out. It was there for a yeah. good full afternoon before yeah. you found it. Yeah, I got there home. Were, there was like three pages yeah. of congratulations <laughs> at oh, least. I got Lots home. Lots of Twitter. You were trending. You know what? Oh. I had people messaging me saying, really? Chandler got an engagement? And then I did one of your gigs the next night and a oh. bunch of people came, a bunch of comics. <laughs> I gave Ronnie Chang a lift in the car. He said, oh, so Chandler got engaged. Oh. Mr. Doobie uh, sent me a text from yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saw that one coming through the mirror. Like, it was like little Timmy O'Toole trapped down the well. Uh, I got, so I got home after three or four hours of that and went, oh, I had to delete all, the, all through the wall. And I'm like getting rid of all of it going, oh, man, maybe I've, maybe I've cut this off at the, pa- at the uh, pass. Like my girlfriend won't have seen any of this. <gasps> then she started checking her phone. She got all texts yeah! from Australia. Great. That's yeah. good. And she's like, what's going on? Like, I could see for a second yes. she sort of thought, maybe it is happening. Maybe. It's a yep. strange way of proposing, yeah, getting yeah, other yeah, people yeah. to text her for you. Instead of asking her dad for the hand in marriage, she, I was you asking asked, the you internet. Asked, you asked, asked Zuckerberg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I put a poll on Facebook about whether I should do should it. Should I get married? <laughs> so, or it's like uh, the guys who used to put up, if 5,000 people like this, I'll name my son Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was all that stuff. So then, then, then I've got some explaining to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. All of that sort of stuff. I'm like, oh god. So then we went. This is we went to dinner within the hour. The next table, there was a proposal in front of us. Yes, yes. The next table. That's great. Yes. And she's just turned to me. Maybe everything's trying to tell you something. Oh. Do you know where you stand with her? Like, do you know? 
if you, just, wait, sorry, wait, just wait, quickly. We're good friends. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Dan, you, know you and me have just turned kind of a bit Maury Povich audience on this story. <laughs> you know, every time we just, oh! <laughs> yeah. Woo. Sorry, Ricky, I cut you off. What were yeah, you saying? Yeah. God. No, no, I'm, I'm happy to talk about something else if you like. <laughs> do you know, but do you know, would, uh, like, would you know where you stand with her? Like, if you asked her? Oh, look, she's, she's, um, she sounds like she's she bang has, up for it. She's, she's, <laughs> yeah, she brought up the, the, the subject of marriage once, an hour. So, yeah, she's, she's so relatively keen. So, but did, because we said, you know, going over, you were, you were thinking that that was what she was thinking was going to happen. Before this all came up, was there any needling towards that? Was there any? Uh... Oh, it, it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. 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 That's good. great. That is good. Poking. But see, I that's, thought that's, about that's, it. That goes beyond beyond any kind of Facebook. Poking. But that's bad. It's... No, that's very good. No, but not for me. Like I can, you know, I give it so I can take it. That's fine. But then for her to get that, it's yeah. like it's because like, then she's sort of looking at me with puppy dog eyes. I'm like, oh, don't you get it? This is a big joke. Yep. Oh mm. yeah, great. But. That's your fault. It's awesome mm. for the pranker. Uh, they have a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm putting doing... glad wrap on the toilet bowl of your relationship. You know what I, sh- you know what I should have done? I should have, I should have like dropped some uh, water on her eyes and made it look like she was crying, and then just put it up on Facebook and go, "This is what you people have done." I'm sure you don't need to resort to fake tears in order to make your girlfriend cry. Carl. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. That was, yeah, it was such a good, That's such right. a great moment. Uh, I used to work with uh, Alicia McCormack, who is a uh, Melbourne stand-up, and she, we used to work together, and I, she went for lunch one day, and she left her laptop open on Facebook, and I just casually went over and changed the status update to, OMG, I can't believe I'm going to become a mum. <laughs> oh. And just sat back, and it took about 10 seconds before her Blackberry started pinging. Oh. She just stormed in the door. It's like, what the fuck did you do, Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always find it must be Once hard. you have a taste of that, you, you can't go back. <laughs> I, I like to go to Apple stores and see if there are any Facebook profiles oh, that have been yeah, left open yeah. and do the same thing. But the problem is you can't become their friend. It's like a pyromaniac. You, you can't actually watch the house be burnt yeah. down. You've got to get out of there yeah. because you can't be a friend because otherwise it traces back to you. Yeah. Bart oh. Freeburn used to – I think I might have talked about this on the show before. Bart Freeburn, for a while, had an album of photos on his Facebook where he would go into Apple stores <laughs> and you know how people use photo booth, like take photos of themselves on the camera on the in-store laptops. Yeah, yeah. He would just get the folder of all the ones in the store oh. and upload it straight into this folder that he had. Great. He still got on his page this like, 400 of just strangers that he was collecting. That's really That sounds like a Yoko Ono digital experiment. That yeah, or a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I will say just lastly on the on the marriage thing because we have flogged it a fair bit. This I mean, I thought of this the other day and I can't believe it's taken me this long to think of it. I've I've found a way out for you. I've thought of a clause of how you how you make this all stop. Right. What you do cuz people do this, you just say to her, I really believe in equal marriage. Uh-huh. I'm not going to marry get... you until gay people can get married. <laughs> yes. There you go. Just bust that one out. Yeah. That, that Problem was... solved. That reminds me of what you just said before. And uh, liberals Dan. will get in next election, so you won't have to worry about it for at least another eight years. <laughs> what you did back then about the pregnancy, the, the joke thing, it must be very hard for people to come out on Facebook because so yeah. many other oh, people, sure. so many other people, as soon as you leave your Facebook unattended, someone will go, oh, I'm gay, everyone. Ha, ha, ha. It's like... <laughs> If you do come out, it just looks like someone else has punched you on Facebook anyway. But who's for real coming out on their Facebook status anyway? <laughs> well, maybe not, maybe not I'm gay lol. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how I would do it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The, the I'll tell you what. In, in Thailand, uh, it's a bit of a strain on the relationship when you get a hotel room. We got two different hotel rooms, one in Thailand and one in Malaysia on the way home, where the first one, uh, it was like a really big room and it was great. But it was an open bathroom, and you could see the other person sitting on the toilet. Oh. Wherever you went, wherever you went, wherever you went in this spacious hotel room, mm. I'd have to request. We'd have to request each other to leave the room, to leave the wow. apartment in thirty-five degree heat. Wow! Uh, every time someone went to the toilet, so of course that yeah. got lax. And then people were going, and I, I hate, I hate the idea of being in the room when a girl's going to the toilet. Not because it's a girl. I just like. I've got that thing where, you know, girls are nice. I don't want to see the horrible side of Oh, for that. sure. Yeah. I think that's a fair enough thing. Yeah. Is that a fair enough thing? Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah. and I don't, and I, you know what? I don't want to go to the toilet in front of someone else no, either. Big when time, they shit, yeah. they shit pansies. And especially <laughs> when you're in Thailand where there's some, you know, there's some different sort of business to be done. Yeah. It's not like your, your normal sort of toilet business. There's some activity. There's some different sounding activity yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh, big time. We, uh, my, my girlfriend had uh, a bit of a stomach bug a couple of weeks ago, and we've been living together only six months now, and that was 
Wow. Yeah. That was, the curtain came down. The curtain came tumbling down. Yeah. Well, in the Malaysian hotel room, there was a separate bathroom and a door and everything. Great. Plate glass window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can see the toilet. It was like, we're closed off, but in case you want to see your boyfriend taking a shit, yeah, there it gonna, is. They're going to just wander over and have a peek. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it's for like sex parties, whether you can call up like uh, three lady boys to come around and have a party inside the glass and you can just stand outside watching. You know maybe dumb, that's what it's all about. You know what the dumb thing was? Great. It was like there was one half of it was plate glass window. The half that was behind the proper wall was the shower. Surely if you want to see anything, it's the person in the shower. Just showering. Yeah. Not the yeah. person on the can. But then again, at Sex Clubs, that costs more. That's uh, right. yeah. Yeah, that's a traditional thing. Maybe that's boring. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I remember going to... But at least, advantage there, at least you can have a wank in the shower and not be found out. <laughs> that's, I've been in one of those places before, but in Queensland on the Gold Coast in Q1, I went to a like a, a end of financial year party once up there, and uh, I remember the shitter looking out to the ocean. Oh, so oh it was amazing. Quite, it was quite spectacular. Yeah, and I had somehow everyone else had left the penthouse and and decided to sleep in other rooms because it was like a big company and everyone was like partying everywhere, and so I, I ended up sleeping in the place by myself. So I just had this awesome view while taking a dump the best. of this like a sunrise view just of the ocean, very sublime at the top of Q one, <laughs> wow. just crapping. It was Amazing. fantastic. My, do you know those toilets that um, you close the door and they're all plate glass windows, but when you close the door, it then becomes opaque and you can't look in there anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know those ones? Yeah. Have you ever seen those ones? Yeah. 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 My friend went to one of those, uh, went to, there must be a bar in Melbourne that's like that. And mm-hmm. he told me, uh, just before I started working with him, he said that he went to one of them. There was a girl he worked with, went in the toilet in front of him, went, oh, okay, I'm going to have to wait for her. She went and sat in the toilet, didn't close the door properly, didn't <laughs> oh. realize that. So she's sitting there <laughs> looking at my friend in the eye, <laughs> taking a dump, <laughs> and then start, and, the, and then this girl started going, he seems to be looking directly in my eyes and then gave him a wave and then she and then he gave a wave back. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, he'll be no. thinking he'll be thinking She's uh she's done this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my question to my friend is, is the why lottery. I've won the lottery. <laughs> but why was my friend hanging around just still looking at her in the eyeballs like yeah. as she's on the can? Yeah. He's got a shitting fetish, obviously. Oh man. You know what I don't like that you see uh a bit in hotels and uh, my friends in Adelaide actually have this in their Dorman. house. The no Bubble the, bath. um <laughs> big mirror in facing the toilet. Oh. You know? You ever have that? That is weird. Who yeah. wants that? It's who wants to be looking straight back at a reflection of yourself. I don't know. I think at it, one of the most vulnerable moments of your day. I think that really is a valuable insight into humanity. I think you know you're looking at yourself taking a shit. Everybody shits. You're in the nude. Nah, no, like I just a, don't like it. It's just weird. It's just what are you meant to do? Just sit here and here I am. You know, it's because you haven't got your ego for. in check, Tommy Dasselow. That's a good. That's a what? Sorry, you haven't got your ego in check. That's a good ego check. That'd be good if you had a painting of yourself on the toilet in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> but like a Dorian Gray style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something Edwardian. <laughs> like the, the, the... You're sitting on the crapper, your wife is next to you with a hand on the shoulder, standing stoically. Maybe like the, the more you're straining on the toilet, the happier the, the painting looks. <laughs> um, so more Thailand. More... Shit-eating grin. Yeah. Hey. More Thailand. The, uh, uh, I found a wonderful... I've got more toilet stuff, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Save that for the live show. Um <laughs> We, I, I found this awesome place on Koh Samui. Uh, it was on the beach, and it was it was literally literally on the beach. It was this very cheap place with three dollar curries, three dollar long neck beers, and all that sort of stuff. And um, there's heaps of tourists. It's obviously a tourist island, and there was a lot of different uh, nationalities there and whatever. But what was funny one day was there was obviously an Australian couple there, uh, no Australian family, and there were Thai people like wait staff and they were lovely people and there was like kids that they were entertaining so uh, they're serving the parents and the kids are sort of running around and every time the, the wait staff would come out they'd like tickle the kids as well and go ah, and say something and then like tickle them and I reckon they did that like five times in a row and this guy would come over and tickle the little kid and go da, 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 da. and the kid this five year old kid just turned around and said to him Look, I don't speak Chinese. <laughs> That's a great thing about Australians overseas, isn't it? Yeah. There's no uh, no cultural sensitivity yeah. whatsoever. It was the cutest racism I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I get racist towards Australians overseas when yeah. I hear, when I hear oh, accents. Sure, yeah. I hear accents. I just shut up. I just like oh, oh I don't want to be. I don't want to be recognised. I, I loved person. it. The last two. Days, last two days there, there was this Australian guy that was the biggest wanker, <laughs> the biggest. He had he had 
the backwards baseball cap on. Yeah. <laughs> he had the Bintang singlet on. Yeah, oh, he had let's have the trifecta. Let's have it. Number three, what is it? The sunglasses on top. Great. The sunglasses on top of the hat, mm-hmm. which is another big no-no of mine. Only worst could be backwards around the neck. You know, people do that. Oh, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. That's got to be the worst, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Mm. Well, what he was doing was because there's uh, monkeys on the on the beach, you know, there'll be a person coming along with a monkey going, do you want to take a picture with a monkey for five bucks or whatever? These poor blokes that are making, you know, $2 a day or whatever, mm. he would, gr- every time he'd grab the monkey and then run up and down the beach. What? Just take it and run. Why? Just Ugh. run around. Yeah. Because he was an idiot. Because he was a wanker. M- mate, bloody monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How good are monkeys? Yeah, that's literally. Oh, and it was cheaper than the fucking monkeys you get at home, aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, is, this is the best possum I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, was like, it wasn't like a one-off, though. It was like, oh, yeah, huh, you've, the first time you've ever seen a monkey. That was his Every thing. day. Yeah. I saw him do it three times in two days. <laughs> like, what an ass. You're following this guy around every day. You're going a bit... Getting a bit dexter. I was at the same spot every day I went right. past. Wow, that oh, is man. awful. Was such awful. A... At least that's joyful. I was I was on a I was on a train in France and I, the train was going to Versailles and this American family got on. They've got good monkeys on the trains on France great, too. Great monkeys, great monkeys, some of the best gilded monkeys. Oh. Uh, and this American family got on and um, everyone's kind of silent on the train. The American family, anything but. They're like, "Okay, great kids, we're on the train. Okay." And the train is packed, packed of tourists going to Versailles, mm. and I was asleep at this stage and of course I woke up I was like oh right here we go and uh, you can hear from downstairs the American family is walking up the stairs going oh my god this train is so full and the lady was like oh Larry there's nowhere for my mother to sit ever oh no my mother's so old I can't believe there's just nowhere for my mother to sit at which point I'm always the guy that just gets up I'm just like fucking just fucking shut up like, yeah. I am going to get it. I, so I got up. So, oh, 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 somebody stood up. Okay, then you can sit there, Mom. And then I moved downstairs where it was a lot cooler uh, and away from the Americans. But I could, even though I was like half a carriage away, I could still hear them yeah. complaining about everything to do with France. Yeah. It's like, at least uh, Australians aren't like that. Yeah. yeah, they don't complain. They're just... Dickheads. Just dickheads. That's, what, yeah. that's what kind of, but that annoys me when people go, when people from Australia stereotype Americans and go, Ugh, how annoying you're Americans. And then it's like, man, go to Bali. Where, <laughs> I reckon we're all We're the Americans worse. of yeah, Bali. Yeah, exactly. We're just as bad. Like what, every. What was good was all the, the hawkers, the, the, you know, the, the, what do you call, what, what what's their technical yeah, term, I the, guess? The, the, the hawkers, yeah, the, the, the smoking things. The hawks, the hawksies. No, no, hawkers, like people that oh, sell the stuff on the, on the beach right. and, and, and whatever. What do you call those people? Spruikers? Spruikers? Um, yeah. Do they have a because they would walk up and down. They'd walk up and down the beach with ice cream Silly or with fabric. Face. Yes, yep. that's them. Um, <laughs> they would because they know Australians well. They they just look at you from a distance and then figure out where you're from mm. and then adapt. And then put on your accent, which yeah. I thought was amazing. They're like yeah. parrots. Yeah, they just see you and then you go. Then you all, all of a sudden you hear him go, G'day, mate. G'day, mate. G'day, lady. G'day, mate. G'day, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. They, they knew like three phrases, four phrases like that. And they'd go, G'day, mate. G'day, lady. Hey, sexy man. <laughs> say, hey, sexy man. And this one guy that I loved who just was like this crazy parrot, he would do that, but he would never stop talking. So you just hear him walk up the beach talking to himself going, G'day, mate. G'day, sexy lady. G'day. Woo, woo. G'day, sexy. G'day, sexy mate. G'day, sexy mate, lady. Yeah, like this. And then he goes, and every time you'd see him, I'd I'd look forward to it because he'd have a different thing to say. He'd come up and go. The last time we saw him, we're like, oh, what's he going to say now? And he just walks up and goes, ice cream for you, ice cream for two. <laughs> wow, that's good. He was. I really. I. I. It was so hot. I had the Dum Dum shirt with me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I. If I thought he would wear it, I would definitely give it to him. Yeah. If he was just going to walk oh. up the beach and go, G'day, mate. G'day, lady. G'day, mate. Yes. That would be... Should have given it to him and gone, you know, these are really selling very well in yeah. Australia. Do you know anywhere they could pump <laughs> them out real cheap? I wear these <laughs> I wear these in Melbourne. The amount of ice creams I sell is ridiculous. <laughs> you should get onto this. Because if people are uh, a fan of uh, us on Facebook, they'll see I, I put up a photo of... Uh, put a little bit of a joke on Facebook about... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I staged a photo where it was like one of the people at the pirated t-shirt, t-shirt stands yep. holding up a, a blue a navy dum um, uh. dum club t-shirt that says "Hey mate," and I got him to hold it up, and I sort of stood there going, "Oh look at this guy! He's pirated the shirts! Yeah!" It's the second best joke on Facebook in relation to you being in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but so the thing is, I've done that, but that was the second time I tried to do it. 
because I went to the first stall to do it and went, hey, um, can you hold up this shirt and I'll take a picture of you <laughs> with it? And they, and all of a sudden I realized there was like four people there and they started surrounding me and looking really unhappy. And I'm like, oh, I'm asking for you to hold up a pirated T-shirt t- and get photographic evidence of you with all these pirated T-shirts, yeah. all these illegal items that yep. you have. And can I have a photo of you with it? Yeah, and I have like, photographic proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I it just look, send the authorities. It just look like the, the most obvious, stupidest sting operation <laughs> ever. Like, can you just pose with the evidence? And Thanks. how about the T-shirts they're selling with the little cartoon of me taking a piss on them? How are they going? <laughs> are they going good? Yeah, not so good. No. Yeah. No. Uh, what's oh? Don't, don't the t-shirts have your face on it though? Could yeah, you? on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, it was pretty hard to get through. Uh, but that was a funny thing because then the second one, like they were so angry about it. The first group. Then I went to the second one and went, "Can you just hold this up?" And then I just gave them like three hundred baht, and they and the guy went, couldn't grab it out of his hand. Uh, quickly enough, out of quickly <laughs> enough, and then was just pointing at the other sellers and pointing back at the money and going, "Hey, look at this! Look at this! I'm getting money for for posing money with a t-shirt. For nothing. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that you paid money to have that joke photo taken. Yeah, but it was like it's worth it. Yeah, three hundred bucks. Oh, actually, I paid him ten bucks for that. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that was a ten dollar photo. Would have hoped that that photo got more likes. Yeah, I got about thirty. I don't know if that was worth it. Yeah. It was pretty good. That's yeah. all right. What's yeah, that yeah. per like? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, and I was also joined by a friend of the show over there, Nick Cody. Mm-hmm. He was uh, coincidentally on holidays in Thailand, and uh, and it was funny because it was like at the start of the trip, he mentioned he was going to be in Thailand, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I'm, I might come over to Koh Samui." And I'll, before the show, I was like, "As if I'm going to bother." as if I'm going to catch up with my mate from Melbourne. Four days in, he messaged me to go, I'm going to come to Koh Samui. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. This is so good. Like, yeah. I, it was only took four nights of like sort of being by yourself and not doing much. And then it's like, I can have beers with Nick Cody. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So he, he came over and, uh, yeah, we just drank for the next two nights, which was fun. Yeah. yeah, it's a good excuse to meet up with anyone when you're traveling overseas. It's yeah. like, oh, I haven't seen you in Sydney, but maybe I'll just catch up with you in New York yeah. or yeah. Cuba. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Wouldn't we be best mates? Exactly. I caught up with a guy I went to uni with that I hadn't seen since then. I'd seen, I'd seen him oh, I'd seen him probably once or twice. Heath McCurdy, who listens to the show. Big, big fan. Yeah. Big fan of the show. Big, he big he, he the wishes show. you well, by the way, on your, yeah. on your engagement. He's very excited. <laughs> oh, very, very Did you excited. catch up with Sol? Doesn't he live there now from Soul's? Snake Tales? No. Oh, yeah, does he? I think he does. In Thailand. Apparently. Oh, man. I'm Missed f- opportunity. Yeah. Wow. I could have gone to the studio of Snake Yeah. <sighs> people, people love it, though. People love catching up overseas. My neighbours, when I was living in... I lived in New York for six months, and my neighbours demanded that they see me in... My, my neighbours from my parents, from where I grew up, demanded that they come and see me, come and visit <laughs> me in New York. I'm, I'm really busy. I've got, uh, got this shoot on, and I've got to be there for this gig, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, we're in New York... Like, yeah, but I've I'm, got work on. Like yeah. I I can't I can't do do this. It's like, well, you know, it would be really nice to see you in New York. Yeah. Well, I'll see you like in like two months. That's what most people come to New York for to see Dan Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd seen your Twitter and they'd seen that you're just out of work. So yeah. they knew you were lying about being on yeah. a shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I am out of work by the way. So <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Are you? No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, no. you're in work. Yeah. Can of worms, can no, of worms coming back. Well, it really depends because if you listen to this in November, I will oh, be out of work. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, we'll just keep updating this I mean, episode yeah. on iTunes. If this isn't the, this isn't the bulletin board out the front of the supermarket. <laughs> if, you're, if you're anything like me and you listen to Dum Dum in, in like one week blocks and you right. can catch up uh, the, for six months six months worth of Dum Dum at once, then uh, yeah, I'm unemployed. So. He, he might have a job, but he's always wanting more, guys. So just <laughs> yeah. hit him up, hit him up. Hey, by the way, we need jobs too. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah. how about... You give some of us. If anyone's missing a C out yeah. there, just, uh, <laughs> if, if you've got a role that would be great if for someone you've got who's an aunt had cancer, missing a C. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. McDonald's out there. If you're missing uh, that consonant uh, just after the M in one of your stores, well, we've that's got what's a little funny. Bloke that's for because that adds the ads. Are we you? talked on this show about how we auditioned for McDonald's ads. And they're actually on at the moment. Yeah. The ads that we auditioned for. Yeah. Are you, they were going to be Olympics ads as well. Those guys did a better job than us, I have to say. Uh, are you concerned, Tommy, that you might get pigeonholed as a consonant? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm terrified have, You might not it. have the chops yeah. to be a vowel. Yeah. Yep, I'm terrified. Mm. You couldn't, I'm terrified you couldn't pull off an O. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds like, But you could pull off a really Q wrong. because yeah. they've got that little thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. That'd be a dodgy role to play. Yeah. You'd have to get a Daniel Day-Lewis in for that. Hey, um... 
Let's talk about this because I think this is this might be interesting for people. Uh, Daniel, we mentioned your credits up the up the top of the show. We didn't mention uh, Beaconsfield the musical, which I guess is maybe uh, a lot of people would be familiar with you from that. That was pretty uh, pretty high profile uh, rabble rousing, <laughs> I guess. Bit of a bit of a, a media furor circus, if you will. Yeah, uh, well, it wasn't a media furor until I placed a press release in the in the place where I thought it would it would be most sensitive. So uh, the, <laughs> the, the story behind that was uh, I, I wrote this musical. I thought I thought it was a funny pun, and uh, the musical's called Beaconsfield a Musical in A Flat Minor. And I thought, ah, oh, that's funny. That's too funny to have a pun without developing a musical around that pun. Oh, uh, so did, is that how it went? They yeah, got yeah. the title first. <laughs> they got the title first. Then I kind of met up with a couple of other friends, and we kind of brainstormed out how it would work. Then I went to Beaconsfield for a week to write it. So. I I actually was stayed in the stayed in one of the pubs in Beaconsfield. You stayed in a mine. Yeah, I did, stayed in a mine to write it. The you actual mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went method. Uh, and Good me- acoustics down there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really horrible acoustics. Just, <laughs> just, just myself doing koshi, yeah, just reverberating <laughs> in my head the entire time. Um, so, and I got to meet a lot of characters down there, meet a lot of the locals, and I put their stories into it as well. So it was this kind of kind of great story about how the media uh, media was exploiting a situation, and mm. um, and then. I was like, well, I'm putting on a Melbourne Fringe. I'd love people to come see it. I've tried a bit of public. I paid a publicist to get me publicity, but she didn't do a very good job. Oh. So. Wow, yeah. weird. You paying someone to do publicity. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of I kind of went out there and, and started trying to send out press releases to play places. So I sent it out to the big papers in Melbourne, but no one wanted to do a story. So then I was like, well, where is this story going to be most potent? And Launceston was the place. Um, so I sent it to the, the examiner in Launceston. And within like an hour, I got a phone call from a journalist and I just said the most uh, facetious things I could <laughs> to kind of make it sound as, as funny, but as brutal as possible. And they ran it. In, in the in the Launceston Examiner, but because it's a Fairfax paper, the Fairfax editor in the Age saw it and was like, "Ah, oh, we'll put that on the front page." And I knew I was going to be in trouble the next day because Chris McDonald, uh, who's a, a comedy agent and uh, and producer, called me up and was like, "Oh, hey Dan, uh, just letting you know you're you're on Tony Delroy's What the Papers Say tonight." I was like, "What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just uh, you're on the front page of the Age tomorrow." I was like, "Oh, this is." Great, awesome, <laughs> really good. So then I I called my. So you weren't scared, you you. Because no, the, that's... I lo- I love it because um I worked uh, as a journalist for a couple of years for Fairfax as a video journalist. So I kind of know how a press conference runs. I kind of know uh, what point what buttons the, to push. Well, kind of know what buttons to push, and yeah. so that was what rabble to rouse. <laughs> I know what rabble to rouse, um, and so I was kind of relishing the opportunity to kind of be on the other end and try and manipulate this to my favour as much as possible. Um, so um, I called up my management and was like, hey, just letting you know, tomorrow might be a busy day. This is about 11.30 at night. And she was like, oh, okay, cool, no problem. Um, then I took my personal details off my website and put up her number. Um, so people had to call her to get to me. So that was good. Uh, and uh, and then the next day it went crazy. Yeah. It was just um, uh, silly the amount of press I did. The first phone call was like Matt and Joe on Fox FM. So I was like, oh, you've written a musical. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, I do this, this. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, oh, what other you got? Well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, rock buns. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, good luck. You can go see it here. Blah. The next phone call was Neil Mitchell. Why are you the most terrible man in Australia? And I was like, holy fuck, that was very, that, that was a quick pivot. Uh, and the rest of the phone calls never got any better than that. That was pretty much, I was the most hated man in Australia for about 48 hours. And and I held a, I called a press, I was cool. I was very proud of myself. I called a press conference at the theatre, <laughs> at which point we hadn't actually run the show from start to finish. Uh, it was like the Wednesday before we opened up on the Saturday. And so like, we didn't know what the show was. We kind of workshopping and rehearsing. So, And we, the cast included friends of the show, such as Kate McLennan, uh, uh, Toby t- Truslove. Uh, Amanda Buckley, who's a sensational improviser. She now lives in Melbourne. And uh, Robbie McGregor, the voice of SBS. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, and also Nigel O'Brien was musical director. And he is he was like head of music at NIDA for years. And so he wrote all the music and then Luke Jocelyn who I don't know if you saw Avenue Q he was like uh, he was like Trekkie Monster in Avenue Q he directed the show so it was like really like really good people working on it and so the show ended up being okay but by the time but when we had to show the media like a song or something it was like we had no we had two songs down uh. so we just did the two songs and a bit of dialogue for them and um, then uh, I then I actually 
got them to set up their cameras and asked them to leave because we had to rehearse before we before they came back. And then I took took questions out the front of the Butterfly Club and just kind of hit back with jokes. I was just like, well, if you hit, if you give them jokes, that's what they're going to run with. So hopefully they'll just run with the jokes because they've, they've you've given them nothing else. Mm. So I was just trying, I was trying my best to be the best smart ass I could oh, just to yeah. inflame the situation. Don't worry, further. you came off like that. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> seeing it and yeah. just going, and I, didn't, I don't think I knew you at that stage. So it was all like, here's a, the setup is, here's a guy who's making fun of the people who fell down a mine and died. Here he is, Dan Illick. And then you just sitting there going, ha, 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 yeah. And everyone going, oh, this is the worst man ever. But to, to be honest, I wasn't making fun of the people who, yes. who, who, I wasn't making fun of Larry who died. I wasn't making fun of uh, Brant Webb. Uh, and uh, Russell, Brant and Russell. Um, I was making fun of the media, media yeah. exploiting the situation. I was making fun of the managers of the mine as well. So. I remember your big thing that I think you said a few times was you played dumb about the pun in the title, like kind of like you didn't uh, yeah, know. Yeah. You're like, no, I mean, it is a very difficult key to sing in, so yeah, that's yeah. going to be very challenging. <laughs> yeah, like right. you yeah, just, yeah. you've got no, like, what a, just a coincidence. Well, we wrote, the whole, no we wrote the whole, yeah, yeah, we yeah. wrote the whole musical in A-flat minor. me do something, babe. I didn't even know there was a disaster in Beaconsfield. It just sounded like a nice word. I just called it Beaconsfield. What, why? What happened there? A field. A field full of beacons. Beacons of hope <laughs> yeah, for the future. Yeah. And I was just like, well, that's a really insensitive name. I was like, well, we were going to call it Beaconsfield a rock opera, but, you know, that's that's not as good. Can I start a new controversy for you, Danielle? Sure. Off mic before the show, oh. you called Lara Bingle a five. Yeah. Mm. You're going to yes. stand by that? Yeah, I will stand by A five. But just to be clear, a five out of what? Have any of you guys directed Lara Bingle? Just checking. Oh. <laughs> have any of you guys? He's done it again. <laughs> have you? Have you directed yeah, it? Yeah, I made, a, I made a, a pilot, a web video pilot for her for Fairfax. Right. When I was at a Fairfax. web video pilot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have, so to give that to, you have to give that to the internet and yeah. the internet has to decide whether it It didn't get up as a web video. It didn't get up. It didn't get up. It didn't get commissioned by the internet. It didn't get, it was a sports quiz with Lara Bingle and she would go out into public and I can see how it didn't get up already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was meant to be sponsored by like TAB and, and Carlton Draft, but uh, they were like, oh, I don't think we'll do that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So yeah, uh, she's just she's really no, she's really nice, but she's just not very bright. <laughs> she knocked you back, darling. didn't she? That's she, where this uh, has come from. Well, here's a th- here, look. Here's a bit. Here's, do, something. Do, here's something do nice. Mark... We had to. In, we were going to get her to interview a famous sports person as part of the show, and no one would be interviewed by her except for. Michael Clark. So, <laughs> and were they together at the time? They were together not? at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like no one else would say, "Yeah, I'll be interviewed by Lara Bingle." No sports person would be saying. When that. you give her a five, do you mark people out of ten by whether they have got shows up on air or not? <laughs> or... <laughs> well, clearly she's got a show up on air. Yeah, I'll oh, say so she's gone up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a five point six. No, 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 not at all. No, I, just I think, think she's a very beautiful woman. No. I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't yelled cut at her, so maybe I don't have the whole. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I, I think your girlfriend yes. is leaps and bounds. You don't know my girlfriend. I've seen your girlfriend, have you? and I hung out with your girlfriend. Oh, have you at okay. a parade? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. She performed there, yeah, didn't she? she? Did. Yeah, yeah, she <laughs> did. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah evaporate. That, yeah, that was a nice time. That was a good time. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. Your girlfriend. She's she's nice. I love the way she doesn't understand your jokes. Sometimes <laughs> I think that's good too. Yeah. Keeps you honest. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she's a um, nice girl. she's a she's a seven definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Look, you know, uh, I wish you all happiness for the future. <laughs> <laughs> good luck until until Wednesday when this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> what about um? What about this one? Because you did uh, you did a series of. Uh, uh, online ads for the uh, the TAC uh, Vic Roads Vic Roads yeah. yes mm. yes uh, feet, what, what was the and that was a bit of a that was a bit of a thing in the papers as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was um, that was really good because I was out of the state when that kind of came mm. out, and so I did. That was the kind of last big thing I did in Melbourne. It was a camp online campaign with Vic Roads, and they were very generous. They kind of said, "Well, we want to do something adventurous and new," and and I was like, "Well, here's a bunch of stuff that that exists out online, and you're going to be competing with all of this, so you need to kind of cut through." Um, all of this clutter to make something really engaging and interesting and, and cause a bit of trouble to get, get people to look at it. Um, and so What disasters have been going around at the time that you could piggyback <laughs> off the back of? 7-Eleven had just happened. Uh, September 11. 7-Eleven. 
Seven <laughs> Eleven have just when released so- a new yeah. slushy. That yeah, can someone very well. terrible slushy. Someone vl- flew a plane into a Seven yeah. Eleven. No, well, uh, it wasn't. It Milk wasn't. had just gone to six dollars. <laughs> we weren't. We weren't trying to be uh, controversial in that regard. We were just trying to do something that's different. Something we're trying to subvert what a roads campaign would be like. So we're kind of flipping the idea of what we're trying to look at it in an ironic way. You know, something that we thought was interesting. So I teamed up with um, the Hounds. Uh, mm-hmm. And we kind of worked together. And Hounds is like a, a, a sketch group in Melbourne. They're a sketch comedy group in Melbourne. And I teamed up with those guys, and um, so they did some writing, and I did some writing, and Toby Trustlove and I did some writing, and Kate McLennan did some writing. And uh, we kind of produced these, which produced twenty clips, nine of which got approved. Uh, the others have been deleted. Um, I was in one of the deleted ones. Oh, we, oh yeah, you were in uh, the one with Alan Bro. Yes, you were. Mm. You were. Uh, what would you give him a five? Really funny. That was before I had my Commonwealth Bank profile. <laughs> I mean, if this was now, that would get up. F- five? Alan Bro? No, Deslow. Oh, I'd give it Deslow at least seven. Yeah. Really? Very handsome. So I'm yeah, as good man. looking as Carl's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you two, are you guys engaged? I've chosen, uh, I've, chosen I've surrounded myself with good looking people. Though. Yeah, yeah. You have. With sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're better looking than your picture on the back of the really? shirt, though. Yeah, I think so. I don't so. mind the picture on the shirt. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been pretty complimentary with both of us. Well, you guys are very good looking. Yeah. Okay. Can we just say that? Anyway, so. Can we just say, getting back to that, because then there was a big thing in the paper about uh, one of your Vic Rhodes ads when they came out. That's right. And what was funny about it was because the ad in question featured Luke Mc. McGregor, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Luke McGregor. And so for about a week on the Age website, there was just this huge, <laughs> huge kind of banner picture with the article underneath with Luke McGregor dressed as an angel or something. Yeah. I think uh, Adam McKenzie wrote this joke where it was like, uh, if you text and drive, every time you text and drive, uh, a redhead gets its wings. So mm. really ambiguous really absurd yeah and there's just this Luke McGregor looking goofy <laughs> with a pair of wings popping up behind mm. He's back. Every, tr- every time you drink drive, another miner gets crushed. That, that was just something you had left over from we the workshop. That didn't make the cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someday you'll squeeze it in there. Maybe on the circle tomorrow morning you can get that in there. But what's kind of what's kind of really strange about the kind of outrage that got delivered from that? Uh, I learned a lot about outrage from Beaconsfield, and so I kind of had been through this cycle before, and the cycle is very similar. And I'm sure Nick Darcy is feeling it was feeling it last week as well. But it's it's kind of strange to be mentoring the community. Communications director of Vic Roads through the process, going, look, this has happened before. So what you're going to <laughs> yeah, be experiencing, yeah. you're going to experience a weak cycle. And yeah. the first, what's going to happen is this is going to happen. And then, then day three, it'll die down, and then by by the following week, you'll be out. Yeah. You know, like and so God, that, you're a cheeky little yeah. devil, aren't you? Uh, it was really, it was really fun to be able to, to talk to the roads minister about the strategy <laughs> from that point on. Yeah, them copying horrendous shit, and you going. This was on purpose. Um, <laughs> well, victory. Yeah. The thing is, do I? Where's my bonus? The, the, the thing is, right. The thing is, the the humour was completely benign. It was like absurd and strange, and and to the point where I checked with Luke if he was comfortable with it, and other redheaded people. I was like, Luke is... McGregor is not comfortable with anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's not comfortable in his own skin. <laughs> But the thing is, you know, I, you know, I just made sure that this was this was okay, and then like, like I wasn't doing anything that was, you know, that we weren't doing anything that was going to be bad. And then, of course, uh, a current affair gets onto it, and and you know, journalists call you up, and you have when an they orgasm. won't comment from you, journalists call you up <laughs> and go, you know, Dan, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty funny, but you know, I've got to do this. Oh, right. it's like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like. I was like, oh yeah, I understand. Here's my comment. You know, like it's it's kind of implicit uh, yeah. in, in what's happening. So anyway, yeah. So it was um, that was really that was, oh, look. And the great thing about that was I was in Sydney, and so that was just in the Melbourne bubble for a week. And so I only kind of was getting phone calls and emails. You fled the cunt. You fled the state. Fled yeah. the state. Christopher Skase style. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was really uh, it was really good. And we're still. I mean, they're still a client of mine as well. So we we just finished a campaign for them. We're still doing more stuff for them. But what we're doing is a lot more benign and very, very safe and it's actually been market tested. and Stuff on the blacks and the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's learner's permit is about to lapse. Can you maybe uh, feed that through for her with your big roads buddies? <laughs> learner's permit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a, what a commitment. He's actually written that down. Wow. Great. Uh, great is. commitment to a joke. Oh, and a penis as well. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Daniel Illick, thank you so much for joining us. Just before we go. Oh, okay. Gonna, You're in charge got, of this now, are you? I just, I just want to say Lawrence Long is a bit of a hack. Oh. Oh. And fuck.
podcast, the circle has closed <laughs> off. Long-time listeners are going to be very happy that that has finally yeah. been resolved. That's your new controversy. Did you hear me, Lung? Stop giving Asian people hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's done it again. Take um, your facial hair away from my television. All right, well, if a current affair want to call us about yeah. this episode, my number is 0419. So what day does it come down? <laughs> day three, day four, this controversy storm from the Lawrence Long episode here? <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll be, it'll probably be a three-day cycle. Right. So uh, day one, he'll get it in London. Day two, he'll send a carrier pigeon. Uh, people can find you on Twitter at Dan Illich. Uh, what else have you got coming up you'd like to plug? Uh, Irrational Fear is my podcast. I'd love, uh, I'd love your people to download it. You can go to SoundCloud.com forward slash Irrational Fear. It's a fast-paced, funny, satirical comedy show that we do live uh, uh, on stage at the FBI Social in Sydney and broadcast live on FBI as well. And we have heaps and heaps of cool guests. Like last month, we had uh, Layla McKinnon as our guest. She's like one of the hosts of Current Affair. And we got to do a sketch called Current Affair Tales. And that was really good. <laughs> and we also have a series of interviews as well. So we've, uh, previous interviewees have been Tim Flannery, where we've spoken what it's like to face kind of negative media when he, what he's doing is absolutely correct, uh, being a climate, climate uh, person. And then we spoke to Mark Colvin a couple of weeks ago about being on the donors list for organ donations. And that was a really fascinating chat. So uh, go to Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear. Fear. Yeah. Awesome. So live shows in Sydney, you say? Well, <laughs> we have one of those coming up ourselves. Mm, we sure do, Moira. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this Sunday, this if you've downloaded this today, it comes out. It's this Sunday, July the 8th at the Comedy Store in Sydney, 5pm. Tickets are $10.00. Who have we got? Oh, I don't know. Little man by the name of Andrew Denton. Oh, you've called him a little man. How's that going to go? Another little man by the name of Scott Dooley. Andrew oh, yeah. Denton. And confirmed. Yes. Since last episode, little man by the name of Larry Emder. Oh! oh a little man. And a big man by the name of Luke McGregor. Yes. And as well. Yes. We are also is doing. Luke, is Luke McGregor going to do the live show? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're also doing stand up. And there might be a special uh, guest there as well. Yeah, there may be a pop in. We're also doing stand up all week at the Comedy Store Thursday to Saturday, along with Danny McGinley, Harley Breen, Dave Callan. Uh, McGregor's going to be on as well. All heaps of friends of the show. So come down, uh, come see us do stand up, and then come see us do our show on the Sunday. Please come to the live show. It's only 10 bucks. And, we'll uh, have t shirts. We've uh, got a big room to fill. So yeah. uh, come on down. It's going to be heaps of fun. And those, yeah. those guests are going to be Chock a block. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you next week. See ya, mate. Oh, crazy. Classic Illich. <laughs>